to bet it all. This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. It's Ryan Horvath and Nick Ashew live from D.C. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on the Odyssey app, and if you're listening to us, it's somewhere nationwide. On the BetQL Network, 14-3 now. Giants up on the Panthers. Woo! Scoreless in the first quarter between the Falcons and the Bengals. Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor each throwing touchdown passes. Good start for our Giants. Both quarterbacks looking pretty good. Right? I need no one else to score, though. I took the under 19 and a half first half here. And then we check so, yeah. We check our uh, one-night-only parlays. Again, we don't play parlays. There's a reason why sports books continue to pump out monies. Because they are the slot machines of the, sports betting. Because dummies play parlays. And um, right now, we're looking pretty good. We got Blue Jays, Reds, under 10 and a half. We're in the top of the fifth, and it's scoreless, so that's a good start. We got over 9 in Giants, Braves. 3 nothing right now in the top of the third. Feel all right. We could use some more runs. Um, and then everything else starts a little bit later. My big one tonight, though, Mariners-Astros, under 8.5. That'll be the one that blows it for me. I just know it. It'll be the last leg. Luke, I just want to point out that three times this week, this guy sitting next to me has said, I'm done betting baseball this week. Oh, I heard it. I think it yeah. was more than three times. You're right. It probably was. Yeah. You know, we should start keeping a count. Yeah. How many times Ryan Aaron, says he's done Aaron betting Rogers, blank? Exactly. Aaron Rodgers. Well, the Aaron Rodgers count will be I haven't talked to a whole lot of Aaron Rodgers lately. You've only mentioned him twice today, which is a good start in the first hour. I don't even think I've mentioned Aaron Rodgers once. You Stop did. It. Remember when we talked about players that were 99 and mad? You went, Aaron Rodgers, no, oh he's not anymore. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. That well, counts. He should be. He should be. Yeah, I mean, no, the guy won back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, he has will. one down year. Yeah, that's that's where he that's still throws over twenty touchdown passes. I love I love the three thousand the completely biased, just uninhibited, pure love for Aaron Rodgers. All right, so I'm a little nervous because I got a lot of money on Atlanta this season to go over their win total. Desmond Ritter leads him down the field. Bijan catching the football, running the football, yep. looking pretty good. All three backs looking pretty good here. Uh, the last two years for Atlanta, and all of a sudden, Desmond Ritter a batted ball interception. Not that that matters, but uh, picked off. So I'm glad that I didn't bet Atlanta in this game because it's scoreless first quarter, but a goal line turnover for Atlanta. This may be, uh, I think the third third week of preseason, we know it's going to be all the guys that are just trying to make a roster. I don't know if I'll bet on a single third one. I've actually had a really good yeah. preseason, but it's been mostly first halves, and that's what I kind of try to stick to in this, and it's looking a little bit different. Yeah, I, get in, get out, yeah. I, I just thought you'd see, like, Daniel Jones threw nine passes. I thought it was going to be less... And I thought you'd see more of Danny DeVito out there for the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, this is the thing. It's really unpredictable. That's why you don't don't go laying a ton of money down on, on NFL preseason unless you're really confident because it can be as unpredictable as possible. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful, right? Unless you have really good information. Like, hey, this guy's not going to play. This right. I mean, there's always, play. if you know you know, you know yeah. somebody that knows somebody that robs somebody, then you're, yeah. uh, you're in a good spot. Yeah, then you're probably good, but... Also, you know, good start for the Giants. They could easily fall yeah. apart and not cover in this game. You never because you never know what's going to be out there in the second half. Maybe Matt Corral starts to deal like it's Ole Miss again. We'll talk to Sean Levine, UFC 292, and some Chiefs AFC in about uh, 15 minutes or so. Here, NBA win totals are out. Have that at the end of the first hour. But we do have the NBA schedule out, which that's when you get those win totals starting to pop out. And the one thing that stood out was Victor Wembanyama suddenly making the Spurs. A must-watch team, and I absolutely agree with that. He's minus 135 to win Rookie of the Year. Chet Holmgren now is the second favorite at plus 350, so a huge difference already. Then it's Scoot Henderson at plus 450, big drop of Brandon Miller at 13, Amen Thompson at 25, and Cam Whitmore at 30, which is interesting. Late first-round pick, guy has something to prove. I actually do, I'll just say this right off the bat, 
if I was going to look for something that's a long shot that I'd sprinkle on, it would be Cam Whitmore only because he's pissed that he went late in the first round as opposed to, you know, a top. I've had, I had him go, I bet him to go to Detroit. It was all signs reporting to Cam, Cam Whitmore going to Detroit at number five overall. But realistically, he's not going to surpass some of the other really talented players there. But if you're just looking for some value there, here's what I will say. Victor Wembanyama is a franchise-altering player and a game-altering player in the NBA, but that is only his potential. It doesn't mean that this season he's just going to dominate the NBA. There are other players, like a Scoot Henderson and maybe even a Chet Holmgren who counts, even though he didn't play at all last year. This is a guy that spent a year in it with an NBA team. Now he's been rehabbing. That's been part of it with the Liz Frank injury. Yeah, But he's also been training with the team. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. Don't count out Chet Holmgren or even Scoot Henderson for their various advantages that they have winning Rookie of the Year. It is not going to be a runaway for Victor Weminyama. Yeah, see, I was trying to make the case, especially for Chet, right? Because, I mean, he's put on a little bit of muscle, and I just think that they're going to be really good. Not that team success matters for this award. It could help, though. It could help. Right, and exactly. And if all eyeballs are on them, and I really, I mean, I I think that they're going to be a 50-win team. I mean, I could see them being maybe a top five, top four seed in the West this year. I really like Shea, obviously. I'm really high on Josh Giddy. I played him to win most improved player. That was the first NBA bet that I made. I don't think he gets moved. I don't care what anybody says, these insiders. Like, they're not going to move him. Did you no. watch the last 20 games of the season? You would be ridiculous yeah. to move him. I don't care who you drafted. And even if they do, he could go elsewhere and win that award because I think he's the real deal. But, man... I'm going to disagree with you here. I don't want to try to beat Wemby. In fact, I'll just take the minus. I'm not a big like, hey, I'm going to lay, you know, uh, two, mm. minus 200. In fact, minus 230 right now odds. I would rather take Wemby than the field. It's just, it's so rare that we get a player like this, right? Like, we haven't seen anything like this since LeBron. And let's say maybe it takes him a little bit to figure things out on the offensive end and he only averages 10, 11 points. He's still going to give you probably eight, nine boards. I think mm-hmm. that's the floor because he is so big. I know he's. Skinny. Rebounds aren't glamorous, though. But the, I know, but the blocks, man. Like yeah. I think his, I think his floor could be like three and a half, four blocks a game. And I know that that's not a sexy stat, but how do you, how do you stay away from something like that? And who knows? Like maybe San Antonio is a little bit more competitive. I don't think that they have to be a playoff team. And again, team success doesn't matter. But it if doesn't. they win thirty six games after the the disaster that they were the last two. I don't know, man. I, I think that they're going to want to give him this award. You know what I mean? Like they're going to want to give him this award. So I get it. But understand, too, that scoring generally does help. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not always. I mean, Scotty Barnes was a great defensive player. He was a playmaker. Scotty Barnes did a little bit of everything, and he won Rookie of the Year. Paolo Carroll ran away with it over 20 points a game. We know LaMelo Ball, John Morant, Luca. We know those seasons they had. I just wouldn't rule out Chet Holmgren or Scoot Henderson. Holmgren, because he has a little, just a tiny advantage having been around a team already for one season. Yeah. But Scoot Henderson is a bucket. If that guy averages 22 a game in Portland, if Dame does get traded at some point, that's going to give him all the opportunity in the world, a ton of minutes. He's not going to be in a position where he's getting the big spotlight playing up there in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Time zone difference. Not a lot of national TV games. The Spurs are going to get more, so that'll help Wembenyama. But it, look, a lot of people didn't think Scotty Barnes was going to win that. A lot of people did not think Scotty Barnes was going to win Rookie of the Year. And that completely changed. You thought it was going to be Cade Cunningham. He got hurt. Jalen Green went out and scored. So, like, there, there is just... I just wouldn't rule either one of those guys out, but I'm with you. Like, it's easy to fall into that, 
Victor Weminyama love because yeah. the kid is as unique as any player we've ever seen before. Well, like you said, it's all about stats, too. Like You brought up uh, last night Michael Carter-Williams, actually, and he had the best numbers his rookie yeah. year, and then everything dropped off. But also that year, it was a weak class, and everybody was like, man, this guy's a stud. And I was like, is he, though? Because there were games, man, where he had like eight, nine turnovers. He averaged a lot of turnovers that season. Um, but it's all about like he put up big numbers on a bad team. So... I agree with Scoot. I would rather play Scoot than Brandon Miller because I think Brandon Miller is going to fit more of a role. I don't know how good Charlotte's going to be, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, Ball's going to score points. They got a bunch of guys that could go out there and give him 20 points a game. He might just be like a catch-and-shoot three guy, a three-and-D type of guy, whereas Dame has to get moved. There's no way that Portland could bring Dame back. And even mm. if they do bring him back and they start the season with yep. him, by the deadline, he's gone, man. I mean, there's so much dysfunction there. You can't have him with a young team the entire season or you're setting yourself back for years. They have to move him. They have to move him this season. Rip the Band-Aid you know what off. Because I mean? like, what happens if they don't, man? He has another injury-filled season on a 30-win team, and then his market continues to go down. So you have to capitalize right now. And if he's gone... Scoot could average 24, 25 points yep. per game. So I do agree there. He, and if Wemby averages 10, 8, and 3, the more sexy stats are going to win. So that is a good point. Also, if he averages 10, 8, and 3, he's going to look like a bust. Yeah. Like, even though people like, are smart expecting basket, In that system, we'll be like, okay, well, Tim Duncan, I mean. I, I'm just. Right. The, the narratives are still. It, it, there is pretty much every award has some level of a narrative based vote that's involved with it. Yeah. And Rookie of the Year is not at the level of the NBA MVP, even NFL MVP. We know the the like there is a specific formula for guys to win NBA rookie NBA MVP, except for Derrick Rose. He was ahead of schedule. Yeah. But Rookie of the Year kind of plays into that a little bit too. If you're going to come in with all this hype, there are going to be voters that'll say you average 13 8 and 3. <laughs> nah. We, yeah. You got your because people will do it out of spite. You already had remember remember Webby's first summer league game. All the hype, everybody was there, and he looked terrible. And he said himself, "I felt lost. I just I was not ready yet. The game was totally different." And that's summer league. Do you remember some of those just obnoxious? And I get it. It's Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it now. Oh, after game one. But all of the people that did just the most cliche, annoying trolling that you could. Oh, thought this guy was supposed to be the next great one. Yeah. It's the first summer league game, you dope. Yeah. And they had 25 the next game. So there will be people that if Victor Weminyama doesn't put up really like all-star numbers his rookie year, will not vote for him because it'll be out of spite. It'll be, you're supposed to be the next great one. Right. I, I didn't see it. I mean, you have humans voting. It's the, the hu human nature will be a part of this. Yeah, yeah, and, and that and that's a good point right there too, especially in a Spurs system. Which and that's the toughest part is we don't know what the hell the Spurs are going to be. You know, I know it's pop and it's the Spurs, but yep. you know, we we really just have no idea. But with Scoot, we kind of do have an idea because again, Dame's not going to start the season on Portland. He's going to be moved, and that means like, who else is there? You know, he's going to attempt probably 15, 20 field goals a game on certain nights, and he's going to average the assists because he's going to be a primary, he's going to be the primary ball handler. He's going to play with the ball in his hands a ton. Again, going back to Brandon Miller, I could see him being like 11 to 13 points per game. I just, I don't think that wins rookie of no, the year. No, no. You brought up Cam Whitmore. Yeah, I mean, for yeah, me. Yeah, that's like a long shot, for, but I, I For me, it's Wemby or Scoop, you know? So you're ruling out Chet Holmgren then, too. No, it, oh, no, no, I'm not ruling that, out okay. Chad. Because at that point, you're just comparing two tall, skinny I mean, guys. Yeah. So it's like, who's the better tall, skinny guy? My problem with Chet is, I just I need to see what his numbers look like just because of that team. Like, I'm really high on Giddy again. You know Lou Dort yep. is going to still chuck. 
Yeah. And Shea, like I could see Shea honestly leading the league in scoring this year. This could be he I don't want to say a breakout year because every year is a breakout year. year. But that's what yeah. I mean. Like I could see him averaging like 33, 34 points per game. He gets better every single year. That's the crazy I thing. Love, he's like, so good. But you're right. I've that loved may watching hurt, him since he came in the league. Shit. Every year, though, they would shut him down. They'd be like, oh, this kid's too good. We're winning too many games. He's screwing up the process here, and they'd shut him down. Mm-hmm. I do agree. Like, and you know what, man? I agree. It's 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 uh, it's kind of like, what have you done for me lately? I've seen the Wemby highlights right now. I've seen the hoot, uh, the hoot, the scoot highlights. <laughs> I haven't seen Chet play basketball, and the last taste in my mouth was me losing money because he couldn't stay out of foul trouble, even though those calls against Arkansas were BS. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're right. But at least he was playing with. So you're like, saying even that there was, was skinny, emotion. At least he was like, you know, he, he's frail, and that's what we worry about. But at least he was out there being physical, whereas like Drew Timmy was getting bullied, and he has like 35, 40 pounds on uh, Chet. Well, we kind of knew bullied in that game. We knew Drew Timmy was not an NBA player. Yeah, like that was that was fairly obvious there right away. I think my like my hot take might be that Drew Timmy plays like ten years in the league. I could also kind of see that, couldn't you though? Being like a seventh, eighth man off the bench, and, and maybe even later than you know that. What I mean, well, I mean, there's guys like you know. It's funny. The first guy that comes to mind for me is Nick Collison. Remember Nick Collison? Right, Kansas. played forever. OKC, Kansas first round pick, lottery he may pick. Still be there. He might still be there. He was in there at Seattle. Moved to Oklahoma City with the team and yeah. was there the like his entire career. Yeah, played for I want to say at least like fifteen years. Yeah, he was there forever, dude. So it's great it, teammate. If you can find your niche and you can do it well, you can be Udonis Haslam. You can be yeah. a Nick Collison, and you can make that something that be, like you're not winning Rookie of the Year. You're not going to be an All Star, but you're somebody that can be a part of an organization or a couple for a really long time. A lot of those guys just stick with one. Dude. Like, you love it, you're happy there, you're a fan favorite, why go anywhere else? Udonis Haslam could have gotten paid more going other places at some point in his career. He was never a star, but, like, he took pay cuts time and time again. Why not? You're living in South Beach, you're worshipped, like, you're right. treated like a star there and you're not a star, and he's going to be a part of the organization forever. That's a great career to me. You know, it's funny. Like, oh, exactly, man. Like, set screens. Be a good practice player. It's like being a good backup quarterback. Everybody's always like, how is, uh, you know, Chase Daniel still in the league? Guy sucks. Well, he's a good practice player. He yep. prepares the defense. You know, he prepares the starting quarterback for the looks that he's going to get. And that's what it all comes down to. You know why Cam Newton can't be a backup quarterback? Because he still thinks he's a starting quarterback. Yep. He was too talented at one point. You know what I mean? Those who can't do, teach. It's funny because I have a buddy, and his cousin was actually Jawan Howard's uh, chef for years, which mm. is funny. I know all these chefs. Yeah, you but too. I always, I was always like, why does Jawan Howard continue to play? Because all he's doing when you think about it is hurting his career stats. Like, is he even going to be a Hall of Famer? Because when you play every year and you appear in like 20 to 30 games and you only average mm-hmm. one point per game, your career numbers are going to continue to go yeah. down. And he, I remember he was like, because he wants to be a coach. And I was like, Jawan Howard's going to be a coach. And, there you and go. now, here he is. Yeah, he's And now he's Michigan. fighting players, yeah, he's and it's fighting perfect. players, and yeah, I don't know he's a good coach. Son but, of a, I just realized I'm in a sweat. 2.16 to go, 14-3, Giants get, up yeah. on Carolina. I can have no more scoring here. Panthers going well, for helps. it on fourth down, getting stuck. Oh, that don't help. No, no, I think he's no. down. I think he's down. Oh, he's down. They're down. blowing that dead. We no. don't got the sound he's out. He's got to be dead. Please be dead. They're blowing that dead.